Pod Soup Episode 7. Ready to go, Michelle? I'm ready and I've got my sultry tones ready, just like you, Tracy. I'm going to try a different voice this time. <laughs> Cue the music. Hi, and welcome to Pod Soup with Michelle and Tracy, fueling our podcast obsession by producing a podcast about podcasts. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Michelle. What's featuring on your playlist this week? I've been listening to some live storytelling from the Moth podcast and also an audio drama based on Margaret Atwood's excellent novel, The Handmaid's Tale, and a local podcast called Chat 10 Looks 3. What about you? It's good to have the Aussie one there. Well, it's the one that we mentioned last week, which was My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yes, (laughs) we are actually going to stoop that low for Pod Soup. We are starting to review porn. Good on us. (laughs) Shall we get straight into it? Let's do it. The following podcast contains adult themes, sexual content and strong language. Basically, all the good stuff. Now, Tracy, imagine if your dad wrote a dirty book. (laughs) Most people would try to ignore it and pretend it had never happened, but not Jamie Morton. Instead, he's decided to read it to the world in this podcast. With the help of his friends James Cooper and BBC Radio 1's Alice Levine, he's reading a chapter a week and discovers more about his father than he ever bargained for. (laughs) This one has been around for a little while and at first I felt very, very naughty listening to it when I started about a year ago. I can remember when you recommended it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't you got to make sure you recommend it to the right people because it can come across the wrong way. It's one that I sort of was a bit dubious about and I thought I started listening to it and first 10 minutes in it is just so bad that it's good and it's just hilarious would you agree I agree it's laugh out loud hilarious so the main character is Belinda Blinked and it's uh, who works in the oh the pots and pans industry which is a very sexy industry <laughs> not so Jamie's dad, under the author's name of Rocky Flintstone, <laughs> has written a porno. He's sort of heard about this whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing, thinks he can do that too. He has to build this conservatory in the back backyard, so he thinks this, this book will fund it for sure. And he writes this book and hands it to his son. And the son is understandably appalled and doesn't really know how to process it. And so can, he shares it with his friends. So he shares it with his friends. <laughs> In his kitchen, Mm. and the friends are hilarious, and it's really just the reaction he gets from his friends that just makes this so funny. I know. They have great chemistry, don't they? They do, and and they're just hilarious. And I just didn't know how to take it to start with, but a couple of episodes in, and I was just belly laughing in the middle of a supermarket with my headphones on. (laughs) I just couldn't (laughs) stop laughing. So shall we have a little listen to Belinda Blinked? Belinda Blinked. Chapter one, the job interview. Belinda blinked. Sorry. (laughs) So that's why it's called Belinda blinked. I still don't have much light on the subject, to be honest. Belinda blinked. It wasn't a dream. The job interviewer had just asked her to remove her jacket and silk blouse. What a great dream that would be. (laughs) The managing director across the desk, who had innocently brought her through from reception, smiled and nodded at her. Slowly, with the hint of a tease... Belinda removed the two garments. Her black brassiere was doing overtime to contain her full breasts. <laughs> okay, right. Um, let's, let's pause let's, for thought. Let's stop there. Why is she wearing an ill-fitting bra? 
I don't think that it's ill-fitting so much as her breasts are so ginormous that it's it's working hard to contain them. It's working hard, though. It's not failing. It's in overtime. <laughs> I've got this image... <laughs> I've just got this image of them kind of, I don't know, spilling out kind of muffin-top top situation. Yeah. Bulging. Many women, as Trini and Susanna taught us, are wearing the wrong size bra, so maybe Rocky saw that all those years ago and is kind of weaving that into the narrative. A bit of social commentary on the way that women dress. I like that. <laughs> Also love the use of brassiere because bra, not as sexy as brassiere. I mean, to me so far, nothing's been sexy. But um, what are you, you know, talking maybe. about? She blinked right at the beginning. <laughs> so subscribe to this one, Michelle. Yeah, I think you should subscribe. Even if you're not into pornos like me, you'll love this porno. <laughs> <laughs> but don't listen around small children. Definitely not for children. No, no. <laughs> And don't pay any attention to the anatomical references either. They're all wrong. They're all wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, right, moving right along. So what have you got for us? I'm going to talk to you about the moth. You know, I love oh, listening yeah, the to moth's the moth. great. So the moth is actually celebrating its 20th is it anniversary. Really? Yes, wow. it is. Apparently, the very first moth night was held by George Green in New York in his living room where he gathered friends for storytelling. He was inspired by memories of telling stories on his friend's porch in Georgia where they used to drink bourbon and tell stories. And there was a little hole in the screen and moths would get in and flutter around the light. So they started calling their little group the moths. Anyway, so uh, since then, live storytelling events have multiplied and we get to listen to them on the Moth Radio Show and podcast. Mm, It's a great storytelling one, isn't it? Here's the blurb. Since 1997, the Moth has presented thousands of true stories told live and without notes to standing room only crowds worldwide. Moth storytellers stand alone under a spotlight with only a microphone and a room full of strangers. The storyteller and the audience embark on a high-wire act of shared experience which is both terrifying and exhilarating. Since 2008, the podcast features favourite stories told live on moth stages Mm. around the country and around the world. In Australia? They're actually coming to Australia or coming to Melbourne. Really? Yes, and I've got tickets. (gasps) Wow. I'm very excited. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. I've convinced Farmer Pete to come with me. Oh, Farmer Pete or Pirate Pete. (laughs) You'll love it. (laughs) Anyway, here's a little clip. There's too many stories to choose from. But um, here's a recent episode called The Big Oops, Blunders, Large and Small. Great. Every episode has a theme and then a few stories based on that theme. Mm -hmm. In this episode, four stories about the mistakes we make. A young girl enters a school talent show. A boy learns some family secrets when his mum returns from a trip to India. An online shopping session goes awry and a college student is drawn into the civil rights movement. Mm. I'm going to play you a little clip um, about the young girl that enters a school talent show. Uh, So the storyteller Jessica Lee Williamson starts her story about how she really connected to the song Maybe, which is at the beginning of the movie Annie. As a child, she had lots of thoughts and feelings and ideas, but she also connected with Annie's loneliness. She was very shy as a child, but admired people like Annie who would step up onto a stage and sing a song or tell a story. So at the age of eight, she decided to sing Maybe for the local school talent show. Mm. Here she is. When I was in the third grade, I decided to sing Maybe for the school talent show. And the moment I stepped up onto the stage, I found myself pondering some maybes of my own. (laughs) Maybe I should have put some thought into it. (laughs) 
before I volunteered to sing alone in front of hundreds of people. And maybe I should have bothered to memorize the words to the song <laughs> that I volunteered to sing alone in front of hundreds of people. I had seen the movie Annie five or six times over the course of my entire life and somehow figured that would be enough. <laughs> so I only focused on the feelings I would have while singing the song. <laughs> and I only asked the important questions like, should I wear a curly wig or will my short newly permed hairdo suffice? <laughs> The only thing I practiced was the ladylike curtsy I would give at the end of my show-stopping routine. <laughs> Next thing I knew, there I was thinking, maybe standing on a stage and crying isn't the best way to make my debut as a performer. <laughs> there was an instrumental version of the song playing over the PA system. And every time a new verse would kick in, I would take a deep breath and brace myself like I was getting ready to sing. <laughs> Sending out these tiny ripples of hope that I might just pull it together. But I never did, you guys. I just stood there and cried for two and a half minutes while the audience watched in a horrified silence. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. So the story arc goes that, you know, by the end of this particular story, I can tell you tears were welling up in my eyes because it was also really touching as well. Aww. And something that I love about the moth, I think they have always have a really good balance of stories. Yeah. And I find that um, wherever I am in the supermarket, like you, or walking yeah. down the street, yeah. you will find me actually literally laughing out loud or else tears. Just yeah. I was in the supermarket, honestly, tears <laughs> were just yeah, rolling down my face. Oh. The stories are that good. So I'm really excited to oh, see what hilarious. stories are going to be offered in Melbourne. Yeah. Mm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I reckon you've got a story in you, Tracy. <laughs> I think you have a moth story brewing. We should work on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Another podcast that I would like to tell you about is something called Secrets, Crimes and Audio Tape. In this podcast, they tell an audio drama week after week. Sometimes it's a standalone audio drama or sometimes it's, you know, a few episodes that unfold over the week. They're blurbed, an audio drama week after week. We will bring you stories about crime, love, mystery and conspiracy. Some will make you laugh, some will make you think, or will make you wonder, what's your secret? <laughs> It's a podcast from the Wondery Network. So these audio dramas, different genres, different styles. I must say I don't necessarily connect with all of them, but right. there have been a couple of good ones. And I specifically want to recommend one to you mm. that this podcast kicked off at the beginning of the year with an adaptation of Margaret Atwood's excellent book, The Handmaid's Tale. So the episodes, all six episodes, are now uploaded. Um, there's been a lot of talk recently on social media about a TV adaptation of The Handmaid's Tale currently screening in the US on something called Hulu, which we don't get in Australia, but by all accounts the show is excellent, mm. which doesn't surprise me because the book is, mm. is excellent as well. 
So the story of The Handmaid's Tale is the government of the United States has been overthrown and replaced by a fanatic military theocracy called the Republic of Gilead. Women's rights are being stripped away. They aren't allowed to work or own property, control money or read. And there's widespread infertility due to the environmental contamination after the civil war that overthrew the government. Fertile women are assigned to the homes of the ruling elite to become pregnant for the upper classes and their wives. And we follow the main character, Offred, and her husband and four-year-old daughter. At the beginning of the book, they attempt to escape. They want to get over the border to Canada, and then she's apprehended at the border. This is the border. May I see your passports? Honey? How long have you been married? Five years. Has your union been blessed in the eyes of the good Lord? Yes. Can I see the certificate? Was the child born before or after your blessing? After. After, honey? I think after. Okay, if you could just pull your car over to the side here. I just need to run a check on the computer. I'm trying to cooperate with you here. Hand me the keys to your car. Don't you feel ashamed of yourself? Hand me the keys to your car, sir. You can't just change all the laws overnight. Actually, sir, no one's changed the laws. They're in the good book for all to see. They have been for a long, long time. You just failed to observe them. No, this is bad, honey. We've we've got to get out of here. I'm not going to let them take you away. I want to see my husband. Men aren't allowed in here except doctors and guardians. Where's my husband? Oh, no. Let's not pretend. You know he wasn't your husband. Not in the eyes of the good Lord. I want to see Luke. I think that's quite enough now. But I need to know, please. I need to know. Doctor. Please. Doctor. No, don't make I me. Think had enough. Don't make me sleep, please. No, no, just, no, just no, no. Wow, that's pretty intense. But it sounds like a good one for me because I'm about to go on a big long flight. So, how many episodes did you say that one was? There were six. And how yeah. long do they go for, roughly? Is it they go for yeah, roughly about forty-five minutes. Uh, like the novel, the podcast sort of jumps around in time, flashbacks and fast forwards. So it takes you a while. You have to think and work out what exactly is going on. So it's a radio movie, isn't it? I kind guess. of, yeah, yeah. Yep. And getting different parts of their characters and their stories, but it's it's really good. Great voice actors, really good script, excellent music and sound effects. A really easy and enjoyable binge. Mm. Mm. Okay, looking forward to that one. What else do you have for us? Lastly, I'm going to talk about Chat 10 Looks 3. A good Aussie one. So Chat 10 Looks 3, in which Annabelle Crabb and Lee Sales talk about books, television, radio, movies, food, politics, and whatever else they feel like, even show tunes. And in quotes, think of it as time well wasted. (laughs) Here's a little bit of their latest episode recorded backstage at the Sydney Writers' Festival. Sales and Crabb dissect the history of Trump's hair. Annabelle Crabb. Lee Sales. I've got something that I'm hoping that I can read to you and I'm hoping that you haven't seen it. Okay, well. Have you by any chance seen this week the piece that the Washington Post run, ran, The Hundred Greatest Descriptions of Donald Trump's Hair Ever Written? No, I have not. Oh, yes! <laughs> um, I've just been like, I'm holding it for days thinking, I nearly didn't tweet it because I thought, I just, I so don't want to see it, so I want to read it aloud. I wish I had seen it. I feel I'm about to live it. Does this sound like your dream assignment if the chief of staff went, hey, crap, I want you to find me every description ever written about Donald Trump's hair. What a modern media assignment that would be. Like, just like, it's going to involve some extensive Googling, crab. Are you up to it? Yes, I am woman enough. So basically the Washington Post has assigned some reporter to go back through the archives. They found the first 
recorded um, oh, description of Trump's hair is from a 1984 newspaper profile of the then 38-year-old mogul, uh, and they described it then, first, first reference, his sandy hair is probably a bit long by the standards of the corporate world, with the sides slicked back just a bit. <laughs> so we've now had three decades later of Trump's um, hair descriptions, 30, 30 years' worth of news articles they've gone through, and they've put the 100 best ones. So I've just made a note of the ones I thought you might particularly enjoy. A corn husk cursed by a witch. <laughs> The, the furrowed wake that a speedboat would leave on a lake of orange sherbet. Oh, that's nice. A Mobius comb over. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true because you can't see. I know. There is, is no that? evidence of where it begins and ends. That is a really, really good um, description. A hue best described as cigarette stained teeth blonde. <laughs> <laughs> a pumpkin having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Decomposing pumpkin pie inhabited by vicious albino squirrels. <laughs> a dead skunk. A radioactive skunk. A dead squirrel. A mutant squirrel. A beaver's tail. A very well-behaved guinea pig. A badger sitting atop his head. An actual live woodchuck. A dish rag that on closer inspection is alive with maggots. Oh, that's a bit rough. Okay. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love it. I always come away from this podcast having had a good laugh, but also they have great book recommendations, film reviews, yeah. shows they're seeing, recipes. They've got such great chemistry, haven't they, those two? Yeah. They're just funny. It's very obvious. It's a feel-good podcast. Crab and Sales, they're two ABC journalists. Yeah, here and in Australia. Mates, obviously. Obviously good friends. And you feel like you're sitting there at the kitchen table with them, joining yeah. in the discussion. That's right. Yeah, having a chat. Look, you know, recently I did a 40-kilometre walk along the surf coast. <laughs> Impressive, Tracy. Well, getting towards the end, I was absolutely flagging me and my walking buddy, Amy. We could barely talk to each other other than just to say what part of our bodies hurt most. <laughs> so I popped on the headphones and there were Lee Sales and Annabelle Crab in my ears. Aww distracted me for a few more kilometres to they get me you. towards the finish line. The so thank you, Miss Sales and Miss Crab, for oh. helping me along. <laughs> no, I definitely recommend this podcast. It appears on your playlist whenever they feel like recording another one. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what, so subscribe, you think, or just dip in and out? Or... I subscribe. subscribe. I enjoy them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say, The Real Thing, a podcast oh, yes. that we have yes. recommended previously, they've just recently uploaded a new episode with an interview with Lizzie Gardner, who was the costume designer and Priscilla oh, Queen of the Desert. Oh, listen to that? That's great. That, she's such a character. She's you definitely need hilarious. to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's such a great Aussie character. All right. So you'll be off for a little while? Yeah, I'm going to Europe. I'll be listening to lots of podcasts and I'll be ready when I get back to review them all. So, bon voyage. So if you like our show, tell a friend. If they don't know how to listen to podcasts, show them. They'll love you for it. And help more people find Pod Soup by rating us on iTunes. You can also visit us on Facebook and Instagram. Our web addresses are in our show notes. Oh, that's a great one for the plane now. Although, is it appropriate to be listening to porn right next to your family on the, <laughs> the 24 hour plane flight? I don't know. Oh, you've got to have something to get you through. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>